This is Cinema Degeneration. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. I, I just can't take no pleasure in killing that. Just some things you gotta do. We all go a little mad sometimes. You wanna know what happens to an eyeball when it gets punctured? You just can't let them go? Go! Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? <laughs> Please, God. This is God. The dead will walk here. I'm just gonna bash your brains. And your suffering will be legendary even in hell. <laughs> it's alive, it's alive, it's alive. They all flow down here. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Boy, our introductory show tonight features our Grindhouse Pizzeria, which is dedicated to all things Grindhouse and exploitation. Whether it's extra cheesy or loaded with meat, you'll always get a belly full of hot, nasty goodness. Come on in, pull up a chair and grab you a slice. A nightmare of horror. A daydream of glamour. Gowns, beautiful gowns. Danger lurks in every corner. On every couch. In the hillbillies in a haunted house. For the first time together, the masters of suspense and mystery, Lon Chaney, John Carradine, and Basil Rathbone. Now, as leaders of a nefarious gang of criminals, they unleash a wave of fear and fright. In Hillbillies in a Haunted House. A jamboree of songs. A galaxy of stars. We're on our way to a swinging jamboree. The all-American sweetheart, Molly B. The newest sensational star, Merle Haggard. Something I'm not used to. No. That beautiful blonde, Marcella Wright. Completely strangers. When we meet, you turn and look the other way. The star of stars, Sonny James. Had an old yellow cat that wouldn't leave home. The king of country music, Berlin Husky. Never the glamorous Joy Lansing. Well, now on Monday, I'm your darling. On Tuesday, I'm your baby. But on Wednesday, you don't... The Hillbillies in a Haunted House. Alrighty, folks, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Grindhouse Pizzeria, where the pizza ovens are always fired up, ready to go with a couple of hot pies getting ready to come out of the oven. And my usual co-host and cohort in crime is my good friend, Tommy K. Tom Commissar, how the hell are you doing, sir? I'm doing wonderful and ready for hillbillies in a haunted house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're, gonna you're, like, of, you're like, yeah, shut up, dude. <laughs> like, I already got enough singing, enough singing, man. Not, <laughs> not that I ever mind, you, ever mind you breaking out into song. Uh, I was just like, he, he's going he's gonna to sing the whole fucking soundtrack. <laughs> Down, boy. Right. Down, boy. <laughs> must sing. Must sing, master. 
now, like you got uh, Lon Chaney Jr.'s in there with a bullwhip getting ready to right. cut on you. But yeah, uh, we are covering today uh, an oldie but goodie, Hillbillies on a Haunted House from 1967. And I don't think either one of us were quite prepared for what we were getting into with this one. No, I was not. And uh, uh, no, not at all. (laughs) I mean, you know, when I read about it, when it got suggested to me through, you know, my uh, my Tubi usually suggests different things. Hey, because you watch this, you know, try out this. Wow. Uh, This was uh, this was a weird one. But when I saw John Carradine, Lon Chaney Jr., Basil Rathbone, I was like. You know, I'm all for this. I'm like, I'm, I'm for this. Anything that brings those trio guys in together in a movie, all fine by me. But uh, I was not prepared for how much of a musical this was going to be. Right. Yeah, it but, was pleasant, pleasantly surprised. I was really, like, I knew it was going to be kind of a hokey, kind of a comedy horror. I figured that. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously I've seen the poster. I've, I've, I know the name. You know, I've seen it around. I know people have talked about it. I've never seen it. You know, and uh, and yeah, I was I, I had no idea. And I'm looking down the cast list. I'm seeing, you know, like Merle Haggard, and, you know, fucking Sonny James. And like, um, you know, like I know everybody knows Merle Haggard, but you may not know Sonny James and some of the other singers in this thing. And it was like, wow. You know, it was like something like, oh, my mom would have loved this movie. <laughs> <laughs> my first thought, yeah. like what they got a movie with, they got Lon Chaney Jr., and Carradine and Rathbone put together with Merle Haggard. I got to see right. it. I- Exactly. Like, how can I not right. Right. But I recognize a few of the old school names, especially Merle Haggard. I recognize Molly B, you know, and a couple others. Right. So I'm like, okay, like I'm all all for this. But before we get too deep into our thoughts on this this masterpiece, as I like to call it, it's not a masterpiece. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. Well, get off into the quick IMDb synopsis, which is as follows: Hillbillies in a haunted house. From 1967, a trio of country singers become stranded at a haunted mansion and get mixed up with spies. And I feel like that's pretty spot on. And that's pretty much the entire plot because this movie is very, yeah, it's very threadbare on plot. I mean, the whole idea is that these spies are held up in this haunted house because nobody goes there because they have, you know, made the place haunted, you know, through trickery, keeping all the young folks in the, you know, the 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 town folk away from it but they're there to uh you know to to get a new kind of not uh was, wasn't racing fuel it was rocket fuel that's what it rocket was. fuel that's it yeah and, and yeah a new uh recipe i guess you could say a new concoction right. but uh yeah this this movie starts off fairly strange for a movie that i thought was supposed to be about a haunted house but it's with a musical number and and when they start opening, oh my, that that jamboree time op- opening musical number, and I'm, I was just like, okay, there's, there's, that's how they're starting things off. I didn't realize this was going to be the motif for the entire movie that they would find excuses for the our three heroes, our three protagonists, uh, Ferlin Husky as Woody Weatherby, Joy Lansing as Boots Malone, mm, Boots, Mm-mm. yes. And She's Don hot. Bowman, yeah, yeah, and Don Bowman is Jeepers. Now I gotta ask. I, I, I'm sure I, pr- I pretty much know the, the answer to this question. But was Don Bowman as Jeepers your favorite character in this movie? I, I, I really like Jeepers a lot. I thought he he was kind of the glue. Like you were kind of. It seemed like every scene he was in, you were waiting for whatever little quip he was going to throw in. He, you know, here 
It reminded me of uh, this movie. Uh, remind me, if I may, just kind of pontificate or whatever. Uh, oh, for sure. Know, this, uh, yeah, this movie when it started out, it's, it's it starts right out. You know, like they're in the car going down the road, and there's they go right into a song, man. They're like, oh, it's jamboree time, whatever. And they're like singing this song about going to the jamboree. And that's basically what they're doing. They're on their way to Nashville and they're all going to perform in a jamboree. And they and, don't mind uh, telling you that. Right. And they, it, <laughs> right. It's like, it's well known. And, and uh, it just reminds me of those movies from that time period, like those kind of corny cornball comedy things, even though it was a horror kind of movie, horror comedy, but it was really, it's just those hokey kind of Saturday things we'd watch with my mom you know like you know, the old dean martin jerry lewis you know uh it reminded of me of like an abbott and costello like yeah that, that too it had that in it too it was it was hokey it was just kind of clean fun really it wasn't you know it's not really crazy but but uh where was i going with this um oh yeah but yeah but when they write it right off the bat jeepers plays uh, like they're kind of like their <laughs> manager he like kind of set the jamboree up even though he he is don bowman is actually a actually is a country performer he wasn't like a big huge star or anything but he he was a performer in real life but yeah he plays the perfect kind of guy he's just a little he's a lovable kind of kind of kind of kind of dingbatty but he's not you know what i mean he just but he's got the funny little quips and yeah right off the bat you said that i go yeah he he's was like a barney fife yeah he was like he was there at, yeah he reminded me he was a good sidekick and uh i i enjoyed him a lot he was really good in this yeah, and you know, and the only two movies he ever appeared in because this was the second film they did. A Las Vegas Hillbillies was the first film with these three characters, and then this film in particular, Hillbillies in a Haunted House, was the the, the second film they were going to make right, a trilogy, right. but this one kind of bombed at the box office, so they did not make a third one. I just think it's a shame that because he had great just comedic timing and just the way he delivered his lines. Like just a shame that he didn't do any more movies in this. I would like to see the continuing adventures of Jeepers. Yeah, he could have been, he could have been, you know, back then too, you know, they always had those Westerns were popular Western TV shows. He could have been a great sidekick in a Western, you know, too. Oh yeah. He'd been perfect in something like, you know, Bonanza or something like that. Yeah. Bonanza, you know, Gunsmoke even, I mean, any, any of them, he would have been, you know, he would have been that kind of funny guy that you always like, you like lovable kind of a, you know, guy. And, and, uh, and he was good. And, uh, yeah. but it's funny. They don't, they don't mess around. They, they go right into some action. They're, they're singing the song and then they kind of run into a little bit of a country road. Oh, what happens is they go to, uh, they go to a gas station first. Isn't that where they stop for gas? Yeah. And then and, the gas and, station and, attendant tells them there's no place in town for them to stay except the old except, Beauregard oh. mentioned. Yeah, and and I love I love that because you know he he kind of you know like Boots is kind of like well we could go to no ma'am you know no ma'am well no ma'am there's nothing around here except the, you know the Beauregard Mansion and so they go they go there and I love how they pull away and the gas station attendant like oh hey oh, oh I forgot to tell him it's haunted yeah. <laughs> that's great I laugh my ass off and, and then and there's then, that hard cut to the, the what I call monkey business that quick shot all of a sudden is. Lon Chaney and John Carradine and Basil Rathbone all in the, the, I guess, in the basement of this place with that guy in the monkey suit, you know, in the big right. gorilla suit. And right. it's such a hard cut that it's just like, wait, what the fuck is going on here? What, like, what, what, what is this? Like, what, okay, no, who are these guys? You know, and, uh, and that's pretty funny. And uh, it was like, so, they, yeah, they're getting into it. They're like, all right, here, you're in for some laughs, folks. Buckle, I hope you got some hot dogs. 
So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and so they go pretty much right to it. They're heading down the road. They got this like old, cool, uh, fucking convertible and, uh, and they're blazing down the road and singing away. And then they come up basically on this like traffic jam. Uh, like it's not traffic jam. It's like, there's like some, something going on in the road. So they have to stop and they're forced to kind of sit there while the sheriffs have a, like a gunfight with these guys dressed in black suits. Yeah. They and, look like uh, guys from the men in black. <laughs> you know, yeah. They look like G men, but with the hats on like little hats from the sixties, you know, the cool little, you know, whatever, like, you know, like, like extra and, uh, blues brothers film or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They got that kind of look and they're out there and they just have this like full on like gun battle. Like right there, and and old Jeep, and so they all duck down in the car while these guys are blasting away, and Jeepers is just kind of sitting there, and uh, and they're and they're going at it, and then well, uh, the funny thing is, is that the, the the one cop is firing on one side of Jeepers' head. He's just sitting there. He's only two, not, only one of the three, not ducked down. Right, right. <laughs> you know, he's like firing two shots from one in front of his face and then cutting it out the other side behind him. And Jeepers is just sitting there stoic. <laughs> like stoic, a, like staring a, forward. He didn't even turn his head. It's almost like, it's almost like, yeah, okay, hurry up and get this over with, you know? Like, and he just sits there. He doesn't even like flinch, you know? They're just like blasting away. It's, it's like, great. It's, it's like, funny shit. Dude, you, you could have been, you could have been hit at any moment. You weren't even blinking. Like, and then, and then, uh, so anyway, when they pull off after that, you know, his nerves are shot and he's all shaky and he's trying to smoke and he's got a, he, like when he's, he's got a cigarette is bent, like bent up and he's trying to light it, you know, and shit. And yeah, like, I don't know how he's drawn to drag off that cigarette right. because he's, he's got it bent in half. Right. And he's kind of all shaky. So they promise to get him. Uh, so I think I got ahead of myself. They promised to find a hotel to give him a break. Yeah, I did jump ahead of myself. They, they, they promised to find some place where he can relax. And uh, I think that's where they go, and they find, and that's when they go to the gas station, and then uh, the guy. Yeah, so, I think we got so a little I out said of that, there. Yeah, yeah, I got out of sync. That was my bad. And then uh, so they pull into the gas station next, and that's when they got the old dude there. He was covered in grease and overalls, and rubbing his hands on a dirty rag, and, and he explains to him that there's nothing around in this town, you know. And he says they all moved to uh, Acme, you know, for some plant. Uh, that moved up there. What was it? The rocket, the rocket scientist or something. They all moved. He mentioned right. something about a place where they're so that I guess that was a little bit of a like something to tell us about what's going on in Acme. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, I mean, that's when you kind of think that these spies are all kind of in cahoots with this company because they're, you know, making rocket fuel. Right. So they need some. So that's got something to do with rocket fuels and rockets. <laughs> They play so, very uh, loosey goosey with this with the information we're given here, but you know it doesn't right. it doesn't matter. They're just here for a good time, right? And then uh, so again they cut. They're down. Uh, we got so they're 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 heading there, and we get the they 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 come up to this old mansion, and it's your typical you know haunted house type thing. They go in, and it's got all the you know the requisite you know cobwebs and you know the chandeliers the chandeliers and they flick a light on you're just kind of looking it's the cool it's the cool mansion but what they never uh, mentioned though is like why is the electricity still on if it's been right been abandoned for decades like right they still got the power on but i i guess you don't want to have you know have to have candlelight everywhere you gotta have some lights on but (laughs) they don't waste any time you know they sit down and and uh old old uh Woody, uh, Ferlin Husky, he pulls out a guitar, which is really cool. It's got a cool, it's a Fender with a cool 
Fender Strat neck on it. I really like the guitar, acoustic guitar, and he's he starts picking away. And uh, I made and, a note: uh, the song was called "Living in a Trance." Yeah, they, and, wanted and to, what, they wanted to put the uh, they wanted to put he, old Jeepers uh, right uh, to sleep. Uh, Jeepers, yeah, they wanted to put that uh, relax him and put him into sleep. So, so he's like, so old Jeepers is sitting on this old chair. And uh, he's just kind of like nodding off. <laughs> it's just kind of some. It's not. It's not. A, it doesn't say anything great about like the song. Like, hey, this song's so good, it's going to put you right to fucking yeah, sleep. Yeah, this will put you. <laughs> this will knock. This one will knock you the fuck out. And uh, but uh, that's basically. So they're they're kind of wandering around, and uh, and he's singing that song. And then next thing you know, uh, singer Sonny James. Which you don't, you know, if you don't know who he is, he's he's a actual real singer. Him and four of his guys walk in, and you're thinking, okay, who are these guys? This is gonna be trouble. Like some guys walking in, like seeming like they're nice guys. I thought thought they meant to do something nefarious. Yeah, like they're really nice, all smiles, wearing sweaters. Like, oh, okay, these guys are gonna be bad guys, you know, like good guy looking bad guys. And then so they walk in and. Well, it ain't long, you know, Sonny, him and his, his uh, what, what's his character in this thing? His name is, uh, oh, it's just, oh. he plays himself. It says, yeah, yeah, he's say, a, yeah, he plays himself. I guess they didn't say his name. But they pull out a couple guitars. He's just, they, 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 uh, they got guitars sitting in there, and, and he starts singing a tune. And uh, I think Cat Sonny came James. Back, I think was the name. Yeah, Cat came back. That's it. He starts I, made, I tried to make notes of the song when they came on, if I could. I tried. Sonny James is his like big song was Young Love, Sweet Love. Oh, oh, oh. That was a big hit when I was a kid. I remember my mom and we always listened to that. So I remember him. So anyway, he sings a song, that dumb song in the in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's cool, man. He's singing and the guys in the back room singing and you know and uh, and uh, they're just plucking along and this, so that's our second number, our third number actually uh in the in the in the movies and they just sing so it's pretty cool yeah i they lost count song. with how many song how many songs they did it must have been not including the finale but it like the finale right was, you know so oh, many finale it, 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 we'll get to that but yeah they don't they don't short you on any songs in that ending but uh but uh but it's pretty cool so he sings like a whole tune it's not like you know they just like he gets in and starts singing away and he's got his band and and you can you know you can tell his guitar player behind him no is really he's actually knows how to pick whether they're I'm sure they're faking it for the thing but he knows how to play guitar. Yeah, and, he knew uh, how, they, they actually and, knew uh, how to play. All these people knew how to play. Right. So they were they were you know so it looked pretty legit. And then uh, what was that? Was that the what was the scary thing that happened there? Wasn't that this? Is that the uh, so Sonny and them finish up and they take off? They oh, run they, out. I think is that the skeleton? They run out because of the. The skeleton either popped down, or was that the sequence where the the painting spun around, and it showed the yeah, weird I painting? I think it yeah, was the, the skeleton drop. I think down. it was the skeleton, and then so they the band runs out, and then you've got boots, you got boots, Woody and Jeepers, they're following her upstairs, and uh, yeah, I and, keep calling Woody the poor man's Bo Hopkins. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bo Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, I got you on that. But, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's what he reminded me of. He kind of he kind of looked like James Caan, but like sounded like Bo Hopkins. So he had he had a little James Caan. God bless him and uh, rest his soul. Uh, he just yeah. recently passed, and uh, and uh, rest in peace, Mister Caan. But yeah, he does he did kind of have that in his face. I can see that now. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, he, he kind of had that look. 
And uh, but they're basically now just kind of wandering around. Now they know things are kind of weird. This is where uh, Jeepers finds that old Civil War hat hanging on a on a thing, and he pulls it off. It's got webs all over it, and he pretty much kind of wears it in and out throughout the movie. <laughs> yeah, Woody and, tries uh, telling him at one point somewhere in the movie, he's like, "Maybe you got to take that thing off." It's take, right, of- and so he. So I figured that was a way for him to get him to take it off, like you know. And then he ended up putting it back on anyway. But <laughs> right it's funny they're, they're 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 like opening doors, and you can see like this bat flying around, and like and you see all these. Skeletons. I made a note about the bat. I put amazing fucking bat. You can hardly see that string. Yeah, right. So they had uh, a. <laughs> so they had this bat flying around, and then they got like skeletons sitting in chairs. They got cobwebs all over them. So it's pretty creepy. I mean, if you if you. You know, if you walked into that, you know, you'd probably, I'd, I'd probably be hightailing it. Unless I was with a bunch of people, I, you know, like I, I might have some sort of protection. I'd probably run the hell out of that place. Yeah, you know, if, if I encountered it. that, I'd be, I'd be like, I think we need to get the hell out of here. Right. Yeah, I've I, I, I been these movies. I know how they end. They don't end well. Right. I'm not an expert, but I've seen enough of these fucking movies to know it's time to go. And, uh, and uh, so anyway, they're wandering around and, and this kind of gives us an opportunity to kind of, kind of check it out and well, then and we this get is where the, we actually get like some time with our like nefarious uh antagonist right yeah you get like uh you can't forget the of the gorilla reaching out and trying to grab jeepers remember he's coming down the steps and like the gorilla tries yeah. to grab he's like something like, trying to grab wall. me yeah right <laughs> like all like not really too alarmed like oh something trying to grab me yeah i see an arm big hairy arm big gorilla arm i'm like you know what um if the skeletons didn't get me this is the, i'm probably gonna leave now so uh the uh but yeah you're right uh to not interrupt you there but yeah this is where we get down into the lair in the basement of this organization well we're not really sure what they're doing but we're no i'm not even sure if they really know what they're doing because i'm going to be honest i feel like they had a script for woody boots and jeepers i felt like when they got down to john carradine lon cheney jr and basil rathbone they just kind of gave them like notes and told them just to ad lib because it all felt very ad libbed because you got dr himmel played by john carradine right got his uh his confidante. I wouldn't really know which one is in charge. They they both feel like they're in charge. Basil Rathbone is Gregor, and then Lon Chaney Jr. is the gruff Maximilian. Right. And I I made a note here. Like I'm not sure like who's in charge, whether it's Doctor Himmel or Gregor, but like John Carradine deserves the MVP award, and his back must hurt an awful lot from carrying this entire movie on it. <laughs> because he, he he's he's given it his all. I feel like oh, yeah. I, I I I don't mean this as a slight, but Basil Rathbone feels like he's doing it as a paycheck. You know, he he's kind of just do, you know, he's there, you know, is the basically at the tail end of his career. But John Carradine was still going strong. He was given it 110%. Basil Rathbone, I felt like was he, he was there for paycheck, dude. He was, was showing it. up for the check and like, just being hey, I'm Basil Rathbone, fuck you, you don't like it, you know, like, yeah. you know. And uh, yeah, but I agree with you on all that. And John Carradine was definitely uh, <laughs> giving it like he was coming into this like, you know, like this is going to, you know, this is going to be a big movie. Even though he probably laughed, but, you know, he came in and delivered, you know, he was that character and he did a great job. And it was always fun watching him. And, and Lon uh, Chaney is just, it's kind Lon of Chaney's sad. Is Lon Chaney. This, I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad to see him at this point in his career because you could tell 
had the boo he was hitting the booze so hard he was not in right. great shape and but not but he was still giving it 110 percent. he was being you know what Lon Chaney does being big and gruff and just mean and right he's so physically imposing intimidating you know yeah he yeah was, you right know, on yeah yeah so he was he was great I mean he did his thing uh the guy who played the gorilla there's a whole story about him I forget I get that my notes here damn it I can't find a whole thing on him if you look him up um oh, he was arrows yeah he's in a whole bunch of stuff doing gorilla stuff and suit stuff well, he was on. Uh, uh, he was on a couple episodes of the old Batman show back in the day, wasn't he? Right. Yeah. 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 He was in, so. You did a bunch of stuff like that. He's he's really known for. He's gone. He goes under a couple different names, but uh, he's. Uh, but yeah, he's really kind of. He was. That was kind of his thing. You know. Those, yeah. Those as costumes. I'm looking up in his, uh, <laughs> I'm looking up in his um, IMDb. He played a gorilla in the Tim Conway show. He played a right. gorilla in the Incredible Hulk. Yes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, he did a lot of gorilla stuff, and it was kind of like you know, like that's cool. It's kind of like yeah, you know, hey, I got a gorilla costume. I know how to do this shit, and he fuck it, you know. If I could do, you know, I'd do it. Yeah, so, yeah. Hey, yeah, Tom, the gorilla, call the Tom, entire... the gorilla guy. You know, there's nothing fuck, wrong yeah. with being typecast, man. It means uh, you get hell work. no, man. It means you're getting you're working. Like I was saying earlier about all those old westerns, man. You get those guys that were never the big star, but they were in you know three hundred fucking episodes of different mood westerns they always had work yeah, yeah but yeah, now great stuff now we're coming along here this is a really cool thing where they find this one bedroom and it's it's immaculate it's a gorgeous room and and this is a <laughs> this is boots malone's moment where she sings about the gown she opens up a uh, closet door and there's a beautiful gown in there and of course she is absolutely just gorgeous and uh now she's all in this gown and she's singing a song about gowns. And yeah, gowns, like, gowns, beautiful gowns, gowns, beautiful gowns, and and uh, it's 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 a it's a neat little musical thing, and it's 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 indicative of that time, you know, like it, it's just like those movies where they would do, you know, a dumb little scene like this, but it's actually really kind of fun to watch. I enjoyed it. She's dancing around within in a beautiful dress by herself you know, holding up other dresses to her and looking in the mirror and like just kind of dancing around in it. And it, it's, I don't know, you know, it's like, it's kind of a cute scene. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, it's a musical, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I, I they weren't shying scene. away from it, you know? Right. It's like, give them, you know, the people, you know, maybe not a big hit of a movie, but I'm sure a lot of people that like were into that stuff really liked it. And, and, and the, uh, sad, I thought, the sad I, thing is, this is one of the last things that uh, Joy Lansing as Boots Malone did, because she passed away like four years later, I think it was. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was just, uh, off they said, 42 is uh, just way, way too young. Yeah, pretty young. Yeah. Pretty young. So, but she does that, and uh, that's, and again, that's a, that's a good little, that's a good little scene. And then it kind of goes back, they're, uh, they're up to more shenanigans. They get a, They have another run. They have another run in with uh, Lon Chaney. Maximilian comes in, and he's he looks. He looks like he's been out all night, fucking sucking down bourbon and beating motherfuckers up. He comes in. <laughs> I mean, he does. He does. He's fucking just like I, I wouldn't fuck with that dude up for nothing, dude. Like he grows he, up in the morning, gargles with broken glass, and uh, right, and right, right, exactly. Yeah, Chug, yes, right. Chases the broken glass with a fucking bottle of bourbon. And then uh, came in through the door, and he's holding the gun. And this is where we get a good chance. We're talking to uh, Linda Ho as Madame Wong. Yeah, she's and, great. Uh, and, and she's really good in this thing, too. She's definitely she's like a, a, 
Oh, she's great. She is awesome in this. I mean, totally is a, is a character that gives no shits and takes no shit whatsoever. Right. You know, if you meet her, it's like, don't fuck with her. Yeah, let's check out. She ain't taking no shit. Well, Basil Rathbone <laughs> is like always constantly condescending to her. Like, right. yeah, like, like I know you're in charge, but I'm not going to listen to whatever you, you say. Where John right, Carradine's right. character, Dr. Himmel, is just like, no, I think we should uh, listen to Miss Wong. You know, she's right, right. She is our benefactor. But no, no, Basil Rathbone won't have any of that shit. Right. Yeah, there was, yeah, there was a lot of that. And, uh, but it's, uh, I just like the scenes when you just see, like, it's just cool, like, when they're in the hallway of this place and they're talking to Madame Wong and you just see fucking Maximilian standing in the back. You're like, oh, man, that dude is just such a badass, dude. He's just, he looks so great he's in his so suit. so physically imposing. He, he's so, he just looks like he just, he looks like a, like a mob, like, you know, like, they'd send that guy out to bust up everybody's fucking legs. I he mean, looks he's like just, Luca Brazzi from yeah. Godfather. Oh, yeah, dude. He looks fucking great. His hair's all slicked back and kind of greasy, and he just looks, you Big know. He's just, sideburns, you know. Yeah, man. Like, I'm like, oh, I love this guy, man. He looks so cool. <laughs> I kind of wish and, they would have uh, let him do a little bit more, but I realized, you know, he was just supposed to be the muscle, and right. he plays the role well. He doesn't play right. bad. But I wish they would have let him kind of cut loose and do a little bit more, but, you know, yeah, he's not the main character, you know, so I get it. Right. I mean, they could have, like, you know, in hindsight, you know, especially as us as fans, are like, oh, yeah, they could have, you could have definitely, you know, done different shit. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It's just yeah. That they've got a, you know, a real razor thin little storyline and they're just going to kind of just, they're just running with it. You know, wait, waiting for the next song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, which we get one. Uh, we definitely get one. We get several of them. Oh, geez. These songs, they just get to be. <laughs> We so actually I, skipped over one, the one that the Sonny James and his band, the Southern Gentlemen, play was uh, besides the cat came back. We've already mentioned that one, but the one called "The Minute You're Gone." Oh that one, yeah, that was that the one sad on. one. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, like sad, sad. That was that like one sad went on forever. One. That was that was exact. That's actually I, I like that. I, I like that song a lot. That was good. I can't. Yeah, I'm glad. Thank you for mentioning that. I forgot about that. Yeah, they I did. Think my favorite of their two was the cat came back because it's kind of catchy. The cat came back. Came, came back. Came back. Yeah, it was catchy. It was definitely kind of you know it was an upbeat kind of little toe tapper, and uh, but now they're uh, now they're kind of chilling out and they're gonna sleep. They're in this room, and uh, so uh, you got boots laying on one couch and. Woody's crash out in the other one, and they got the old, poor old Jeepers is in a chair, and he's sleeping in this chair, and he can't really sleep, so he's, they, he's trying to, he's bugging the shit out of him, because he's the antsy in that, and they tell him, watch he's, the TV. He's that asshole that keeps asking you, are you asleep? Are you asleep? Exactly. You're like, no, not sleeping now. No, not now. You know, fucking, so he pulls an old color TV over and pulls up the rabbit ears and starts watching, and, <laughs> and it's funny, because he's watching the uh, uh, he's watching the country like a jamboree show, and there's and there's a bunch of people on there, and then uh, and then uh, they uh, but it's cutting back and forth between actual like close close uh, close circuit television of like uh, Basil, uh, yeah yeah, it's and, like you um, know Doctor Himmel and uh, Gregor and stuff, and they're looking at him, they're looking at Jeepers, so he's like, huh, like huh? what the hell's like, going on here? So then now he's still, now he's waking up, you know, Woody again, you know, kind of like as it goes back and forth and, and you see, uh, they, and of they course nobody believes him. 
Nobody believes. Right, right. Nobody believes fucking Jeepers. Shut the hell up. You know, so he's just still going on about it. And they just keep clicking back. It keeps interrupting the show. And, they're, and they just keep showing uh, the other guys, like, kind of just staring at him. And uh, it doesn't really explain what's good. It's just a matter of that. That just shows that they're they're watching him, but they can see it on the TV. And then you see the cool thing, Maximilian, they show him on there, and then he goes, he goes, ah! You know, and he's like, you know, Jeepers jumps, you know. <laughs> kind of does a big mugs into the camera and, you know, scares Jeepers. <laughs> I know. Poor and then Jeepers. We're yeah, right, exactly. But like you said, that's the, that's why you love him. He's the lovable little, little you know, fucking dopey. He's a, yeah, he's just a goofy, you know. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then they're back now. You know, it's kind of the same old stuff. And now they're back. They're back into the basement, the, the lair downstairs. And it's covered. They do. They, it's a good. It's a nice set. They got like televisions all along this one wall. And they can just pull them up like black and white monitors. But they look really cool. And they got like nice, you know, the, hey, the evil lair lab, you know, it's got all kinds of like machinery and gauges and kinds of crap, whatever they're supposed to be doing. But it's well done. It looks cool. I know this is, you know, whatever they use to pull this stuff in, the things they got look cool. That underneath there looks cool. The stone. Well, they even got a, they got a torture rack. They got a, right. a an Iron Maiden, the most ineffectual Iron Maiden ever because yeah. it had no spikes in it. Oh my God. That was, oh my God. That's, that was so funny when they, well, we'll get to that point. But yeah, so they're going, uh, but then they're, they're contacting, um, what's the guy? He's the guy, the, the, uh, oh, who is the guy they call? And they're getting in, they're talking to him on the phone. And, uh, his name was George, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember. But they're talking, they're talking about the formula. And, right, right, because uh, it, it all boils down to they're trying to, like, race to get this formula to make a new kind of rocket fuel that's going to be right. like, integral to the to the, uh, to the war going on. Right, so the spy agency needs this, this right away. They need to get this, yeah, they got to get this formula, and they're going over that. So it's kind of it's kind of like a loose little plot. Oh, wasn't it Dr. Fu? Wasn't that who they were oh, talking it's to? Oh, Dr. Fu, that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's him, yes, thank you. I was and, thinking, uh, when I was said George, I was thinking of the guy that played the gorilla. I got all way mixed. Yeah, up no, no, yeah, no, doc, yeah, Doctor Fu. Yeah, he that that yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he's he's cool. You only see him via telephone on the monitor. He's like on the telephone, but the, you can see him like talking to them. Like they got him. You know, he's on like a you mm -hmm. know uh, like maybe they'll have that someday. Where we can like call each other and look at each other on the phone. Uh, hopefully, one of those days we'll get that technology. <laughs> and uh, yeah, right. you know. hey, look, it's and, uh, 2022 a, and we've had it. <laughs> yeah, but there's a funny scene though. It's really cool. We can't forget this. There's a funny, some little interplay between uh, uh, Dr. Himmel, Carradine, and then the gorilla. The gorilla, they give him a banana, Maxim, they give him a banana, and he walks away. And then John Carradine doesn't want him that. He grabs the banana out, or he grabs the, the gorilla is eating part of the banana. And then, and then Carradine snatches the other half out of his hand, and then he puts it in his mouth, and he starts eating the banana. <laughs> he starts making faces at the gorilla. Yeah, yeah, kind of like mugging at the gorilla and eating, and really eating this banana. You know, it was pretty. It was pretty cool little scene. Whatever. Yeah, the, uh, that was it funny. Was, it makes me wonder. You know, that was probably something. He just, eat that. Yeah, he probably just did that. Like, oh, you know, he just reached over and grabbed it and put it in his mouth. You know, just something funny, and they kept it or whatever. Maybe it was in the script. Who knows? But. Um, <laughs> And then we've got uh, so so 
they their entrance to this place is through a uh, through a mausoleum kind of a doorway yeah. in a graveyard. It's kind of a cool little thing they got there, where it looks like you, it's an, an old mausoleum door that wouldn't even open, and they're kind of going in and out of this place. And that's when that's when uh, Madame Wong and and uh, Gray and uh, and Maximilian they get in the car and they head down to the secret agency somewhere, and they need something. And so. Uh, Maximilian is he, he dresses, he's got a doctor's coat on. Yeah, hey, I got uh, some notes about this. Yeah, I'm gonna let you take it from here, but anyway, that's the setup. Now they're in town somewhere in Acme, and uh, and now and now uh, Maximilian's in there with the doctor coat on, pretending he's like works there as a scientist. Take it away, oh, yeah, but he does not blend in well, is what I'm saying. Like, no. <laughs> he's too big, too muscled. Too gruff of a guy Sweaty. to blend in well as a doctor, <laughs> right? Like, and he does—he's not very sneaky. Like, he's trying his ass off, Maximilian. No, he knows he's got a job to do. But when he runs into the the janitor, <laughs> and the the guy keeps trying to constantly talk to him, you can tell Lon Chaney is just like, as Max is not having it, and he's like, "I ain't got time to talk. I got top secret shit to do." Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just yeah. like, oh, yeah. And he's like, and he tries to get into the room that is just labeled top and, secret. Yeah, right. And then the door won't open, so he has no choice. He no turns choice around and turn and talk like, yeah, you, uh, you, you fuck. So the janitor pulls out the key and opens the door for him. And lets you know, him and helps, in. Or lets uh, him in, like, oh, thanks, pal. You know, the, one, and, <laughs> the character, I forgot what the, the agent's name was. It wasn't, uh, God. I want to. I want to say that 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 was the agent's name. The name was George. That's who I was thinking of first. And he's like, he's like, you're George. He's like, because Max actually says something that, you know, Lon Chaney says something to the effect of like uh, this agent, you know, that this double agent that's selling us the formula or giving us the formula for this top secret, you know, rocket fuel will give us up before he dies. You know, right. he'll, he'll give us up, and that's exactly what happened. Max comes through. He takes the takes the formula for him is just on, on a scrap of paper and he turns around he's like you'd sell out your country that means you sell us out and boom shoots him point blank right leaves him for dead and leaves the door wide open doesn't even shut <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a cool scene though i like that when yeah. he says that and then he just pulls the gun down and blasts him you know like fuck you you know like you know that's great yeah he does leave the door but like doesn't shut it it's like see you taking the coat like, off got the gun in his hand walking through it's like you know thank god they didn't have fucking cameras now like they do nowadays you know we'd catch you you fuck you know you they know like, in a heartbeat you know Max like you just gets walk the out job done. he gets right. the job done but like he's not very uh yeah he's pretty effective. sloppy you know yeah, yeah, yeah so, he's, you know, sloppy is a word, word for and him. uh he just heads out and uh he gets in the car with uh madam uh, wong is waiting for him she's in the passenger seat he he jumps in the car and takes off and then and then uh, the guy, the dude that comes in, kind of plays a bigger role now in the uh, in the thing. Is that uh, who? What was his name again? Uh, oh, uh, Agent Jim Meadows. Jim Meadows. Yeah, Richard Webb. Yeah, Richard Webb. Yeah, he ends up getting the information because Max. Yeah, Max yeah. is actually right because that's what happens. George gives him up, and he's like, "They're at the old Beauregard Mansion or something like that." That he mumbles before right. he, you know, right. But this guy was like, uh, I do did a little bit of research. Richard Webb, he passed away back in '93, uh, but he had done a lot of like uh, film noir type stuff. But he was also like in a lot of 
extras in a lot of horror movies. He did a lot of film noir stuff. He did Star Trek, Days of Our Lives. I mean, Six Million Dollar Man. You know, he was in this. He played right, the sheriff yeah. in the, the 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 Blob sequel. I mean, he did a lot of stuff. So he he did well over a hundred roles uh, before he got to yeah yeah Agent Jim Jim Meadows Jim Meadows. That was it. Yes, but yeah uh, yeah. yeah. But this is like the the scene that follows this one is it might be there might have been another scene in between here because I, I think I missed one of the songs that, that they played, which it doesn't really matter at this point. There's so many songs. And so they don't really pertain to anything in the movie. So, folks, if you miss one, don't worry. When we get to the finale, they're going to repeat those songs. Yeah, you'll you'll get all the songs you want. <laughs> you can. Uh, yeah, the, well, it does a scene. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say, but then when the the gorilla escapes and kidnaps Boots, that's like like right out from underneath Woody and Jeepers. They're in the room. The gorilla sneaks into the room, kidnaps Boots from right underneath their feet. If they would have just turned around, right. They're like, did you hear that? Oh, that was just a win. I don't think it was the win. I, I, I love that. Yeah, I love that scene because it's just like, because it's like, you know, it's like this is big gorilla picking her up, you know, like, it's like, you know, and they're like, they're like, not even, you know, if they, yeah, exactly. If they would have just, just turned, turned around, around, which is the whole, which, you know, obviously was the whole point of the joke, but it was just funny as shit. And uh, it's just like, you know, like you can just see people in the theater, turn you'll be yelling at the screen. You know, and they're just kind of being as so uh, you know they're just they're just like looking at each other and kind of trying to figure something out. But she does she does finally let out. She's kicking like crazy, and the gorilla's walking off with her. She does finally let out a scream. Uh, I believe so. And uh, yeah, she does when they're like one room uh, away finally, and then that's when they realize, oh, right. what happened to Boots? And like, well, he fucking cow pokes and just got kidnapped. Right. <laughs> So they got her now. They're tying her up. They got her tied up to a chair downstairs, and uh, and uh, and and uh, we got Basil and uh, and Carradine, uh, Hemel and uh, Gregor are. Uh, I think they're basically gonna... competing at this point as to who's really in charge. <laughs> right, right. And they've got, of course, they're looking at the 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 monitors. And they can see they can see Woody and uh, Jeepers walking around. And uh, so basically, it just does a bunch of that. They're kind of looking, and they're basically walking around. And, you know, the usual thing. They're, they're, you know, kind of creeped out. They're in like the cemetery thing or whatever. They're like, uh, uh, and uh, they're outside of the place. And they're walking around, and they're, you know, there's a bunch of, and then they find a there's a hole or something in the ground. And it went, oh no, Jeepers falls in uh, an open so the grave. The open grave, yeah. This is where right. I need to note so that for an abandoned that. mansion, it's got one hell of an elaborate camera set up. Like cameras right. everywhere, outside, <laughs> inside, getting all sorts of angles that uh, closed circuit TV should not be getting. But, you know, that, that, that's okay. Right. I'm willing to look past it. It's kind of like a and, little uh, bit of a we... into found footage a little bit, but not much, not much. Right, right. And, uh, so now we got uh, Maximilian and, and Wong, they're back from their little thing. And then uh, we've got, oh, yeah, this is a great scene. They go back upstairs, and uh, 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 Woody and uh, Jeepers are back in the house. And Jim, Agent Jim, uh, Jim Meadows 
uh, meets him, and then he doesn't believe. It. He's like, "Oh, we're entertainers. Oh, well, if you're an entertainer, you know how to pick or somebody hands in oh. Meadows. Meadows hands Woody the guitar, makes him play something. <laughs> I know. I made a note about like, this. I'm like, when Agent Jim hands Woody the guitar and says, "Play," I'm like, "Please don't. Please, 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 yeah, no, yeah, more. please. <laughs> no more. No more." Yeah, I guess. And it's so funny that once he finds out he's an entertainer, like old Jim lightens right up, got a smile on his face, like, "Oh, you are an entertainer." Like, that's like you know, if you just if you could just prove you're an entertainer, everybody like likes you, and you're well, it's you're like welcome the ongoing, now. You know, like, it's the ongoing joke in this movie. Every time a new character is introduced, Woody has to tell him, "It's like, well, we're entertainers. We're on our way right, we're to Nashville. For we're on our way to Nashville to Jamboree." Right, and he always exactly. talks about it like it's the biggest yeah. thing in ever. Like they're going to Woodstock. No, they're going to like a little dive bar right. in Nashville. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, yeah. Right. <laughs> but it's so like, kind of going it, back. It's funny. Forth. It's not bad, but it's got, after about the fifteenth time, it's just like, okay, oh, you're entertainers, are you? Oh, you're going to a jamboree. Like, please tell us more. Right. <laughs> it, it's almost like they want to keep that in your mind. Like, you know, like, you know, these guys, you know, you know, these guys are entertainers and they're going to a jamboree, you know, like, you know, like they have to keep, oh yeah, that's right. You know, they're entertainers and they're going to a jamboree, you know, and, uh, but uh, anyway, so they've got, uh, we've got, uh, we're downstairs and we've, and uh, Maximilian now is, uh, he's got a hold of uh, poor, poor boots and uh, he's going to take her over to, he's going to take her over to the, the, uh, the Iron Maiden, uh, what, what mm. would you call it? What was it? The was it the Iron Maiden? Like all the soft, uh, the soft you know, that, maiden, that, more like the, it. The soft maiden, yeah, the sarcophagus, sarcophagus. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it because this thing is so, not very so effective. Yeah, so she tries to she she runs away, and of course the gorilla meets her at the stairs and walks her back down. It's a pretty cool scene. You got Maximilian like ah, he's can man handle it's, it's the weirdest Iron Maiden I've ever seen. Yes, it's it's very uh, it's very not what it was intended to do, and uh, they put her in this thing, and of course they, you know, you're like, oh god, oh she's gonna be locked in this, it's gonna be horrible, and like when they go to close it, like it's like open about four inches down the middle, like and she could totally see out, you know, like and she could you know, totally uh, push it open <laughs> with her bare hands, but she just chooses well, yeah, to they, and they show that later when uh, we'll we'll get to that, but yeah, later on you're gonna see like how. How un, you know, how how crappy this thing was. So they get her inside of it, and then uh, more uh, more spy stuff, and more phone calls with uh, Doctor Fu. With uh, Doctor Fu, is that what he is? And yeah, they're Dr. talking Fu. to him, and I don't, I, I, I don't remember at this point what exactly is going on. It's it, they, he's, well, he's upset. They got they got tricked upset or because something. The, yeah, the, the, the formula was a fake. He said it was a. Uh, Oh, right. I forgot what he said it was a formula for, but it was not like nitroglycerin or something that they were looking for, but it was right. something else. Right. But it's like, oh, the formula's a fake. The hell you say, I guess you maybe you should have made sure before you killed the guy who gave you the formula that it was the real deal. But Right. <laughs> but once they kind of feel like once so, I feel like once they feel like they've gotten duped, uh, Gregor Basil Rathbone can't wait to get the hell out of Dodge. He can't wait to leave and go to somewhere else. Of course, Carradine is right. You know, he wants he doesn't want to leave. He likes the mansion, he likes the aesthetics. But Basil Rathbone, he's like, oh, I need to go someplace better for my for my. I can't remember. It's something to do with his uh, his sinuses or something like that. He wants to go someplace less stuffy. But John Carradine is just perfectly at home in this dungeon. 
Well, weren't, don't they have a conversation about getting a new place or something? Or was that? Or yeah, that they were going to. They were going. No, no. They. I can't remember where, but they were planning on relocating to somewhere. But they were going to. Right. I remember that came up. Something. So now we got we got Jim. Basically, it's just a bunch of running around now. We got uh, we got Jim's downstairs. He kind of came in through the through the door um, through the door through the mausoleum, and then we've got uh, and then. Our uh, our protagonists they run down the steps, and uh, they don't have boots back yet. They're looking for her, but Woody and Jeepers come down the steps, and then you got uh, Doctor Himmel and Gregor. They and and and, and Madame Wong are down at the bottom of the steps. They both pull guns out and start shooting at them. So they go running up the steps, and now it's a scene. Well, they have that lovely line. Because they saw the ghost. They saw the ghost of the Confederate general or whatever. Oh, that's right. I forgot about it. Yeah, right. They did that. I missed that. Like, whether it's a trick up. or it's a ghost, but it's like, mm, the ghost didn't fool me. But I love when I think it's Jeepers that has a line. It's like, those those guns look real. You know, it's like the people right, don't. Right. The guns <laughs> look real. That's right. the reason why I got to make a point. So was, all their, their, their hoopla and their falderall and trying, Woody and Jeepers aren't very effective of being heroes and trying to find uh, boots. It's really only no. due to Agent Jim. Without Agent Jim, they, they probably never would have gotten out of there alive. Right, they probably left. It, they probably would have left her there and went to the Jamboree. You know, like, like oh, well, boots, you know, she'll, she'll make it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. But they were, but, uh, so, yeah, but Jim's down. Now, Jim's hunting around. And uh, and he's got his pistol out and he's walking around and he's he's, he's figuring yeah he doesn't you know he's looking around and you're seeing the underneath there again, and then he sees the soft sarcophagus and he walk he basically just walks over and just like with the easiest of ease he probably could have blew it open with the hot air out of his mouth, he just kind of sweeps it open real quick and then boots comes jumping out you know like it was like oh Stop you couldn't have tried a little bit of a struggle. Like, you know, like, you know, oh, it like could have grabbed the, his doors and act like it was tough to open. He just like swings it open like it's made out of, it might, like, well, it probably is. It's probably made out of paper mache or something. But it just swings it right open. And, of course, she's grateful and, you know, and all this good stuff. And, uh, and uh, you know, that's like, oh, that was the, that was it? That thing? You know? All he had to do was just take his two pinky fingers and just... Right, yeah, right. Maybe one, you know, and just like open them up. He could have like looked at it and it opened it, you know. And uh, so now they're looking now. So we've got uh, Boots and uh, and Meadows down there, and we see. Uh, and now they're looking at the closed circuit television. You can see uh, uh, we can see Doctor Himmel and Gregor wandering around, and then we got the gorilla. Now he starts. He's getting agitated, and he starts yanking on the lock. And then, uh, and then we see our. We see our Confederate soldier. He's in the hall and he's talking to he's talking to Gregor. You have then, violated uh, my house, Gregor. Yeah, yeah. So like this is like we figure at this point this is a real ghost, you know. And he's uh, and he's and so Gregor's alarmed and he's running down the steps and he's going on to Wong about the about the ghost. And it did turn out was it was a real ghost. Why would right? you? Or something like that. Yeah, right. I think it was, and then of course that it, wasn't one of theirs. They, I remember him saying he's like, "This was not right. one of ours." But it's pretty cool. Then they got like these ghosts that are in like a circle that just start. They come down from the ceiling, and they're just kind of going around a circle. Um, they get uh, was it is that Rathbone they get there? 
Yeah, and they get Rathbone. caught up with. They get yeah, they get and, uh, uh, Gregor, and so, who's Rathbone, and they Greg, get they get uh, Greg, Gregor and the gorilla. I think his agent Agent they, Jim corners them at the same time. The ghosts are dropping in all around him, and he shoots well, Gregor and the gorilla, well, doesn't he? Madam Madam Wong picks up the gun because because Woody was trying to like, he had the sheet around him and it was like almost going to capture him but he didn't put up much of a fight so Wong because, yeah uh, like I said not an Madam effective Wong, hero type no and uh, that was pretty much it so then yeah we've got uh, then the gorilla's loose so now he gets a hold of, of uh, Doctor Himmel John Carradine and he's and and uh, he's he's basically crushing Carradine Doctor Himmel and then. Gorilla gets shot. Now the gorilla, and then you got Meadows blasting the gorilla, which was kind of bummed. That was kind of a bummer. That yeah, would have been cool to hear the gorilla get away with it, you know. The gorilla would be cool in the car with him going to the jamboree. Yeah. <laughs> they needed somebody to play drums, didn't they? You know? Yeah, I need a drummer. You got a fucking gorilla, man. Fuck. And, uh, and uh, no, for real, that would have been funny having him in the back of the car, you know, with uh, Jeepers, you know, they're driving to the jamboree and singing another song. Yeah. Oh, that would have been great. But anyway, that's anyway, the sure gorilla's gone. Right. And then we've got Wong's got uh, Jeepers and Woody held him with a gun. And then uh, our Confederate soldier is back. He's walking toward, he's like a g- Confederate general or something. He looks like kind of up there in rank. He's walking toward them. And she's like shooting the gun. And, and then it's empty. Uh, she And then uh, it's, uh, she shoots until, it, I think it's out of bullets. I think she's like just. Point yeah, she pulls at the trigger until it until it clicks empty. Yeah, right. yeah, right. And then uh, so basically now we've got we've got our three bad guys all kind of handcuffed together, and uh, we've got Maximilian and Jeep, uh, Maximilian uh, Wong and Gregor handcuffed. Now uh, it's it looks like it's daytime, and we've got uh, we got um, Agent Jim walking out. You know he's 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 putting the 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 little flirt down on Brooke Boots. You know, of like course, once because of, you why know, wouldn't you? Know, right? Why wouldn't you? Right? I get it. You know, well, somebody's got to. And so basically, that's how that ends. Uh, they get out. Meadows is there handling the situation. They're back in the car singing Which a song. You know, back in miraculously, the car that broke down on them and they had to spend the night there just magically started up with no, nothing, no mechanic. Nothing else. The the car right. magically fixed itself overnight. Uh, but you know, as you do. right. And so they're heading there, and they're singing a song. Kind of goes in, and next thing you know, we're at the jamboree in Nashville. If you didn't know about it already, they're yeah. playing a jamboree. And so they're so basically about the next fifteen minutes to the end of the movie is the actual jamboree. They have a bunch yeah. of uh, what do they do? Like it's actually six kind of, songs. Maybe they had a whole bunch of people. Yeah, they had well Merle Haggard, one of them. But then you had uh, a lot of cool singers. You had, uh, as you mentioned, Molly B. Um, mm-hmm. We had, uh, we had well, who was it? Uh, Marcella Wright, was that? Was that Sar- Miss Marcella Wright. Uh, they had, um, uh, I think, Sonny James even pops back up. At Sun- Sonny James. Um, and then uh, our good friend Jeepers, he sings a funny little song uh, <clears> that's <throat> kind of like a jokey song and everybody kind of laughs. Like they introduce him like, you know, like he's not like a regular singer, but he's going to come out and do a song. And he came out and did one of his little numbers. I forget what. The, oh damn it, my brain is farting. He did Hold like a little joke here. Number, like I'll look it up. I'm like pretty sure I can find it because they have but, the whole soundtrack a, on the. What a funny little title! He did oh, something the wrong house. Funny. 
the wrong house. house. He went. He's drunk. He comes home drunk. He comes home drunk, and he goes to the wrong house. And yep, so, yeah, you know, and he meets the guy at the door <laughs> or something. Yeah, something like that. So, but that, yeah, it's pretty cool. They had a, you know, they got like they do like a little jamboree, and they got like everybody's up doing one song each. And uh, they they're just kind of, and then uh, looks like Woody's kind of the MC. You know, he's kind of they keep showing a clip of him standing by the curtains in the back, and you know, like he's just kind of. Uh, doing his thing, and then I think uh, doesn't doesn't Woody and uh, Boots do a do a duet? Yes, they do. I do think they that's do a the duet? one they that's the one yeah. they end off on. Right, and so they and that's basically that's. I don't have much more to add. It's cool to see Merle Haggard, man, up there. That's really cool seeing him and and uh, all the other singers, and they have their you know, their band in the back and stuff. And they were just it it was kind of you know it was you know like i said it was about it's about 15 minutes long i mean it's like a big section they don't go yeah, back to like any of the stuff uh, i felt like it, it, it went, went on, on too long it, it was a little long and there's nothing else about the the story we just saw like it's just it's in the jamboree now and it's over like 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 there there unless i miss something i think it's just jamboree all the way to the end and that's it like they don't yeah oh yeah that was that, another, i was expecting like there, 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 I was there's not a clip of like pop back up or something like that. Maximilian right, to the, back up, but no. Or the three villains, the three villains, yeah, like being taken away in a paddy wagon or something. Like they don't show anything. It's just like it's uh, it's over, and they just do the ending, and that's it. And then Merle, Merle comes out. I like uh, it's cool watching Merle Hager when he comes up there, man. Uh, and I like those guitars oh, yeah. they're using, the Fender like Stratocaster necks with the the straight line six across the top. I like oh, those guitars, man. It was, really, it was really cool. Yeah. So he's up there doing his tune. He looks good. And uh, and that's it. I think of my mom. I'm watching this thing. I go, my mom would love this. All this <laughs> stuff at the end. But, yeah. I, I think of my mom big jam, time. Huh? You know? I think was, oh, she'd have been like, oh, yeah. She'd be watching that. And uh, and and uh, But it was cool. That's it, really. I mean, that's that's. That's, yeah, that's pretty much that's the, end the end of, of the I mean, horror section of the movie. I mean, that's the end of the movie is the jamboree part. Yeah, the, <laughs> so the that, jamboree, that's, that's like, I it. felt like they could have done it with like one or two songs. But when they get there and I was like, <clears throat> right, there's 18 more minutes of this movie left. And I'm just like, how much of this is jamboree? Yeah. And I kept watching. I'm like, no, this right. whole damn last quarter of the movie is just the jamboree. It was like, wow. Right. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was. I was like, oh, they're gonna. That's how I figured. I go, oh, they're gonna finish this out. But I'm waiting for a scene. Like, there's gonna be one little thing at the end, but they're not. They just go. No, they go it's all just the, way to the jamboree. End the jamboree. And so, you know, kudos that, for them to not doing the, that. That whole kind of that stinger kind of cliffhanger of an ending. Nope, it's just jamboree time. They, I they think, told, they told I think you it was like times that this, they were gonna go to jamboree, and damn they, it, they give you a jamboree. This was exactly like this is their audience that they're thinking about. And like this is we're gonna give them the jamboree at the end. Everybody's gonna be happy. Like, oh, all right, we got the big concert at the end, and <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. You know, oh. like, we'll just forget about the movie now. We're gonna watch the fucking. We're gonna watch the concert. Exactly. They give you a movie and then give you a whole concert at the end. You know, it's concert. Yeah, you know, like, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> now, now as we no, started to do. Uh, We've started a new segment here that we've only done for a couple episodes, <clears throat> but I'd like to do this one now, Will, before we get into our final thoughts and ratings on this movie. Uh, we're doing an extra cheesy mo moment, the moment that has the most extra cheese to it. So, and, let, and 
If you want to go ahead and go first, Tom, do you have a what was your favorite extra cheesy moment for Billy's in a haunted house? There's a bunch of them, but uh, there's two I'm going to mention, and the two I'm going to mention is the scene where the scene where Jeepers is sitting in the car and he's like, and they're just like blasting away. I, I thought it was really <laughs> cheesy. I know it's a comedy. It, I, it was. It was like. What is he doing? He's not even ducking down. He like he could have ducked down and like did something funny there. I just thought. <laughs> I like, mean, the gun's going off do? six just from his face. Guns like not. He's not even flinching. It's like I just thought. I go. Well, that, that's like, I know this is a cornball movie, but that was. I thought that was really weird to watch. And then uh, and then the but the cheesy thing. The cheesy thing was the soft cock. It's like soft cockagus. The <laughs> uh, the Iron Maiden that was the the uh, the paper mache Maiden. I was like, "Come on, guys! You could have worked on that a little bit more. That was just too. That was too. Especially with it not closing all the way. And like, yeah, they could like, have like, like, why? All the way. Yeah, I mean, you could have just had her in a, you know, locked in a closet for always. You know, for at that point. I mean, that that served no purpose. But uh, and I just thought it was kind of cheesy. Now I'm, I what you know, thinking about it over again. I'm sure there's probably five or six other things that are probably better than that. Uh, but I, that was the two things that stuck out when we when I about that segment. So uh, I'm eager to hear yours. Uh, mine, I, I have one right off the bat. Is when John Carradine steals the half a banana from the gorilla, and then this like <laughs> almost like he's like stealing a piece of candy from a child, and this like hmm, it's like I drink your milkshake, like I'm going to eat your fucking banana, right. and just the glee <laughs> that John Carradine has with stealing this gorilla's banana is totally totally. And uh, <laughs> if I had to pick a second one is when the gorilla is killing Dr. Himmel, John Carradine's character, but it looks like he's giving them the Heimlich maneuver, you know, and right. he's pressing them and pressing them. <laughs> <laughs> so both scenes for me have to deal with John Carradine and the gorilla. But yeah, stealing the, the banana from the gorilla was just, it was like a Three Stooges bit. I was expecting Curly to come up and go, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, no, totally. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I, I, I agree with those too. Yeah, like I said, you and I, if we sat watch this movie together, we could probably each come up with ten or fifteen of them. You know, oh, like sure. you know, oh, sure. you know, but that, but that, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I, yeah, th- those were, those were good ones too. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we would. There's a lot of what the fuck moments or, you know, extra cheesy moments in this movie. But yeah, those, right. those are some of my favorites. But, uh. Real quick, yeah, I, know, I know this isn't a seg. I know this wasn't a segment. I'm just going to ask you, what was your favorite? And it may not have been like an actual favorite. What was your favorite musical number? Um, you know, I, I just think I know I just threw that at you. I'd have to say it's a cross between the there's two. There's the Jamboree time song that they open and close the movie with that's actually kind of catchy. Right. But I, I love right. the one that the cat came back. You know, there's telling this story, Sonny James and the Southern gentleman are playing, but the cat came back. The cat came back. Is this a is this a catchy tune? I I, I like it. I like. You know it what's funny? Both, both of those I picked the same two, um, oh, and then okay, and then cool. and then I, I I I picked the same two. Uh, I do like the sad song, Sonny James Do, and but also 
Um, I did like the uh, I did like the gown. I did like the gown segment uh, where she sang. I thought that was kind of sweet and kind of cute. But uh, I just I just wanted to ask that. I'm thinking because while I was watching it, I'm thinking I wonder what like I was gonna. I'm gonna ask Cameron what he thinks about what song <laughs> he's into. So. But yeah, the opening, especially the opening with them singing, I'm like, oh, that's set the whole movie up. Like, okay, this is where we're gonna be. This is the movie we're gonna be watching. Yeah, it's a catchy song. And I, I did like the and the Sonny James segment with his band. I thought that was really cool. That was really fun because that's like a real band, and they were yeah, there. Yeah, the whole sequence was whole sequence was just set up just to, for them to integrate another band. Right, into in, I mean, like it obviously. Right, it didn't. It obviously didn't need to be there at all. But I mean, but it, you know, it was like funny. Oh, there's Sonny James. <laughs> yeah. like, hey, hey, guys. Like, hey, hey, Sonny James is gonna sing a couple songs for us. You know, like yeah, you okay. want to sing well, a song well, for one of these kind of movies. Yeah. Right. Why wouldn't he sing a song? You know. <laughs> of course, you're gonna sing a song. So, uh, but yeah, I, but that's funny. We we picked the same. We we picked the same too. That's funny. That's yeah, good. Uh, that's cool. That's so, cool. All right. I was just curious. I was just curious. Oh, no problem. Right. No problem. But anyway, uh, getting into our final thoughts and uh, ratings on this. So I'll be interested. Uh, this is probably the most on edge I've been wanting to know what your thoughts are on this movie because I've. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, you, yeah. Final it, thoughts and ratings. It really wasn't. Well, it really wasn't a horror movie, really at all, and it really wasn't like something we would normally do on the Grindhouse Pizzeria. But no. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we actually finally saw it because we've talked about this before that that titles come up and you suggested it, but I had seen the name around, so I'd want to. I I have wanted to see it. So I'm well, glad you know, we when did I had it. went to um, the, the Joe Bob Briggs's. Uh, how Redneck Saved Hollywood. It was a movie that he had talked about, and we had talked about doing this movie before that. But when he mentioned it and how ridiculous right. it was, I'm like, we're on the right track. Right. This is not a movie that we right. would normally cover, but we got to. We have to. Yeah, because that's, that's exactly. You did tell me that story, and I'm like, okay, that was one of those things. Like that was a sign. Oh, we have to do this one. You know, Joe Bob brought it up. Yeah, we need. We've talked about yeah, it. It's, it's yes, Joe Bob approved. Do we got? Doesn't to. matter. Right. It was like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, fucking, you know, like if we liked it or not. We were we were supposed to do this one, so we did it. And uh, again, thank you, right? And again, it reminds me of those because of my age. It reminds me of like sitting around on Saturday, watching stupid matinees on TV, nothing to do, and sitting around with my mom, you know, drinking a Seven Up and you know a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something, and watching some dumb, you know, some some dumb movie. On, on on TV, and it reminds me of that those days, especially with those songs. And so I keep bringing her up because of the songs. It reminds me of something my mom would really like, would really enjoy like this dumb movie. Like she's laughing to dumb stuff, you know, and stuff like that. But she'd like the songs and stuff. So I, it reminded me of that. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, again, it wasn't really something we normally do. I'm glad we did it. Um, you know, it it like again, it wasn't really. Something like, oh yeah, you know, like it, it didn't really have a plot, though they kind of played it out no, like they did. No, not at all. Spy, agency, but it had nothing. It had nothing really to go on. The spy agency, there was nothing really going on. Just a bunch of dumb scenes strung together with some songs in between, and that's really all it was. So that's how I feel about about the movie itself. You know, it was cornball. You know, I, I I got a chuckle out of it. I and I was entertained watching it. I I don't I, I doubt I'd watch it again. Unless somebody was showing it somewhere, and I'd sit around and have a laugh with them again. 
But yeah, I, you know, it'd be a good movie to watch with somebody else. You know, somebody else that's new that they hadn't right. seen it yet. Right, sitting around with some people and just so, hey, let's watch it. I'd, I'd be like, all right, yeah, put it on. I've seen this. Yeah, let's watch it. You know, and I'd, uh, you know, we'd have a laugh. So that's all it was. It was lighthearted, goofy, dumb humor. It had some really cool, really cool cast and uh, a lot of cool characters in it. So you know, I liked it. You know, um, is it time from is it time for my grade? Is yeah, it time for my grade. My uh, my. My rating, okay. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna bang. The crap out, I'm not gonna bang the crap out of it because it is what it is. I'm gonna give it a seven. I'm gonna give it a seven only because it's not its fault. It just it is what it is. It was meant to be that, and I'm not gonna go in there. Oh, it wasn't this. It wasn't that. I'm giving it a seven. I usually score a little higher, you know, with stuff. And you know, I'm always in the eights, between eights and nines, or, or maybe even tens, but. I'm not, I, you know, I, I don't want to give it a five, even though it's, you know, like I figured, okay, you know, I was entertained. What the hell? I'm going to give, I, I'm giving it a seven, you know, with all its faults and stupid shit. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going there with it. I, I'll give it a seven. And I, I, I can't quite come in as high as you, but I, I know I'm a little bit more <laughs> critical than you are. <laughs> I don't wait, I wait for the silence. I go, yeah. If there's some silence there before he starts talking, I know. I'm, like, I'm way over what he's going raise. I knew it. I knew it. I'm laughing right now, man. I love it. I'm giving All right. It, I got to hear it. Tell me. I'm giving Lay it, it on a me, five Dave. and a half. Five and a half. Because okay. you know me. What's my rule? If it's if it's uh, underneath the five, if it's a five or under, I can't recommend it. It ain't worth it. Yeah. Right. Right. But it's, right. it's, a, it's a competently made move. Six. I figured five or six for you. Yeah, I'm giving guess. it a five and a half because it's like I could still recommend it for somebody who wanted a goofy, you know, something more along the lines of, you know, the three, three Stooges, Laurel Hardy, you know, Abbott and Costello, the right. kind of comical, totally. you know, right. like with, with a ghost story added to it, you know. It's, it's like we mentioned it like with the guy who played the the gorilla in this being on Batman, like somebody who's a fan of the sixties Batman show, I would recommend this too. If somebody who likes a little right. bit more goofy entertainment, it's just wasn't, again, it's not a movie that we usually do here on grindhouse pizzeria. It's not new, normally our type of thing, but uh, you right. know, I, I'm happy. I watched it. I probably won't watch it again right. unless somebody else brings it up. Like, oh, hey, have you ever seen this? You know, and if they haven't, I'll watch it with them because this is a good, this would be a good right. film to watch with a group because it's just so goofy. But right. like, can you believe you just seen that? Like, no, I can't believe it either. But it's <laughs> I mean, it, it's a competently made movie. The sound is good. I mean, it better sound good with all the music they played. It looks good. There's right. never anything exactly. that's out of focus or underlit. Or anything like that. It, it, it's lit well. It's shot well. It sounds good. The acting isn't bad. You know, even with like Jeepers and some of the off kilter kind of acting styles by some of these people, who are some of them right. were clearly just uh, they were just entertainers. They were entertainers, not actors. But uh, I, I, I like right, I liked right. it enough. I, I didn't love it, but I liked it enough to at least give it above my 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 five rating cutoff point. So I got to give it a five and a half just because it was just the pacing was a little off and it was way too much music. And that like that jamboree at the end, by the time they hit song number three, I was just like, like, I don't want to skip ahead because I feel like I might be missing something, but no, you don't miss anything. Right. That was, I was like, okay, what are they doing? Yeah. What's going to happen next? Oh, another song. Oh, okay. Oh, another one. Okay. Then they're like by song five or six. I'm like, <laughs> What the fuck was this whole movie? Just yeah, well, that, that was. I'm like, 
yeah, we're get. When I figured that out by then, I'm like, oh, we're getting the whole jamboree. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, five and a half out of ten for me. Like I, I said, still liked it. It came Joe Bob approved when we were had talked about doing it, and then we kind of postponed a little bit when we had the the cruel summer you know shoot come along and kind of right. wore wore us both out. But then when I saw that how Redneck Save Hollywood and he talked about it, I'm like, all right, well, like whenever we get back to recording again, we have to do this movie. And I'm glad we did it, you know, yeah, because I, it's 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 part of a legacy of '60s, '70s, you know, exploitation yes, type it's, it's just a different one hundred percent. Well, I think that about sums things up for the afternoon. Uh, before we head off for the evening, or for for the afternoon, since it's only like one thirty <laughs> anyway. Uh, depending on which time zone you're in. Um, this is uh, the point where I'd like to announce that old Tom here and I got a kind of a semi-secret project we're working on. It's uh, We're going to be doing some uh, Cinema Degeneration YouTube com- content. We're going to try uh, some YouTube clips and a little series of videos that we're going to do. We're keeping things uh, a little quiet for now on, on what we're going to be doing because we feel this is a really unique idea that nobody else has uh, hit the nail on the head by. So we're going to keep it secret until we release and launch this series of YouTube videos. But uh, you can look forward to some cinema degeneration content from Tom and I, maybe a few other people from the uh, co-hosting and guest hosting lineup. If we can get them involved, that'd be great. But uh, yeah, we're going to do some little mini reviews and some... uh, guest hosting, uh, like I said, Cinema Degeneration content on the old YouTubes, hopefully, maybe. Uh, so we've got a couple of months before we get doing this. It's something Tom and I, let's just say this, it's a subject that Tom and I uh, have an affinity for and we think is quite unique. Yes. And could be quite quite funny and interesting and it'll fall right in line with the rest of our uh, Cinema Degeneration content, which I'm looking forward to because it'll give us a chance to actually see each other because we'll actually be filming these clips and segments. So it'll give us a chance to actually see each other instead of just doing this uh, virtually. So I'm looking forward to getting to hang out with you for a couple of weekends here over the upcoming months. So I hope you're as excited as I am, Tom, because I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be interesting. I'm very excited, Cameron. When we start talking about the the the, the main subject matter that kind of came about, can it was organically uh, it, it happened organic because I know you and I this which we will not mention today, but I'm very excited uh, when we started kind of we were just talking about doing some stuff, and next thing I know, we start spitballing ideas, and 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 uh, we kind of came up with this concept for these little segments we could do uh, for the uh, Cinema Degeneration channel on YouTube. And I was like, oh, this is going to be really fun. So we're working hard for yeah. you. And uh, just bet that, uh, that just know that uh, you can bet that when you see the stuff, um, it, you should, you, you, it should be pretty funny. It'll be along the lines of, of uh, what you would see on anything horror related, but it's definitely going to be fun. And uh, and lots of cool little character things going on uh, and, and involving this this topic that's going to be kind yeah. of the main nucleus. We're going to do other things as well, but that's that's sort of this thing that we're going to where we're setting up. It's gonna yeah, it'll be yeah. it'll be uh, some good comic duo uh, stuff that'll be uh, like any horror fan would watch that and like it'll be like you'll be right yeah. going it'll, along. It's going to be a little funny. Like 
it's going to be a little funny, a little gross, as most uh, comedic right. horror things are, and that's about as far as I'll I'll go insane to anything that it's going to be about. It's, it's it's a little bit of funny and a little bit of gross, maybe a whole lot of gross, depending on what we're going to be covering. Right. But uh, right. Yeah, I, I love how the so, idea came to be. It was like you said, it was just kind of organic. It was just kind of. We're sending some pictures and some memes and, and talking back and forth. And then all of a sudden the conversation just turned and it's like, hey, why don't we turn this into a bit or into a segment? And yeah. I love how it just developed. We spent the better part of that whole day just like going back and forth about it. And I, I love how it, it Spit, grew. Spitballing. Spitballing. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, were spitballing and it just came out. And uh, I love it. That was the, that was what I loved about it because we knew the stuff that we'd, kind of like laugh about all the time we kind of started out like that like oh yeah look at this oh check that out and then it was really cool yeah i was like you know we could this is comedic gold like we could have yeah. a lot of fun with this if we if we do this right and which is what you guys deserve you know we want to give you something that we this it's it's going to be like you see it and you're going to go oh shit and we hope i don't think anybody's ever done this and i'm not trying to like talk it up too much for but but i think I, I, I think we've like got that. something I haven't, and I think it'd be. I think it'll be something where people like you know. For at least we tried to do something original uh, under the guise of you know the the horror blanket, you know the uh, and you know like you know what I mean. It'll it's it's definitely for horror fans, but uh, it's but it's it's it should be if it's if if it's as good as what I'm thinking and what Cameron's thinking, it should you guys should really like this. So I'm I'm hoping. Uh, Oh, I'm not open. We're going to make it happen. You know, we're, we're going to make this happen, but we're, we're still, it's still, we're still planning it and still writing the ideas and kind of getting it together. So it's in the infant stage, but it'll be, uh, but um, it's going to, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a riot. And yeah, I'm really, I'm really I think it's going to be it. unique because I'm with you there, Tom. Yes. I don't want to come out and straight up say never been done before because it might have. I've done a little bit of research. I haven't found anything. Right, remotely uh, like this, so I think we got something pretty unique on our hands. Agreed. Agreed. Well, all right. We'll we'll put uh, a nail in this coffin. We're about ready to shut the pizza ovens down, but we always got something uh, something meaty, something cheesy for you. I don't know what we're going to be doing next, but uh, we'll probably have something a little more return to form, something a little bit more gross, a little bit more horrific for you the next time around. But this has been a unique take that, uh, as we've had here. So thank you to, uh, to Tubi for suggesting this, and thank you to Joe Bob for further drive, driving that hammer home. And... Uh, you know, letting us know that we were on the right track doing this. But, folks, this has been Cameron Scott and Tom Commissar at Grindhouse Pizzeria, and we have been bringing you a deep dive dissection on Hillbillies and a Haunted House from 1967. As always, thank you for listening, folks. It's okay. Sorry you got caught in the middle. What's going on? Spies. Spies? That's right. Over Nakami City and these hills. They're all over the place. Let's get out of here. Jeepers, you have to relax. You're headed for a nervous breakdown if you don't unwind a little bit. Well, don't worry, ma'am. They won't bother you unless you carry some secrets in this guitar. You entertainers? Yes, sir. We're on our way to Nashville. We're doing a jamboree there. Well, good luck. Thank you. The road's clear. You can pass on. Thank you. <laughs>